Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. So what's up, man? How you been? You know what? Good. Good? <laughs> Good? I'll be damned. That's awesome, man. I, I, I've i been uh, good-ish lately. Ooh. I'm working less, and I'm spending time with my family more. Awesome, by the way. I got a new puppy. Awesome, also. But there's a lot of negative things that come with getting a new puppy, right? Like, uh, you know, them pissing on your carpet. Or waking you up in the middle of the night to go pee. And then not making it to outside. It's still pissing on your carpet. And. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Which one Other, is worse? I don't know. Just pissing on carpet. I bought a paperweight, though. Everybody should buy a paperweight. Do you have a lot but, of papers that need weighing down? I don't. So I think that I'm going to reallocate the paperweight into a AR-15 lower. Just because I don't have a use for it. It's a paperweight. Right. So your intent was to purchase it as a paperweight. Right. But I I don't need one. But I do need an AR-15 lower. And... Guess what? This paperweight really works well as an AR-15 lower. Oh, so it's it's like a paperweight hack. Yeah, I'm, I was like, holy shit, how lucky am I? It's like the lottery. Where did you stumble upon this paperweight? Well... I was following some people online talking about um, how to build AR-15s or how to build um, what they would call ghost guns, right? And then they were like, oh, it's illegal to do that. But, you know, show your support by buying a paperweight that says that you wish we could do that. And then I was like, oh, I fucked these guys up. They think that they've been beat, but I, I found a way. And I go, look, this paperweight, I I could do something and make it. And then, and then, you know, when the FBI gets mad, I go, you know what? Fuck you, man. If you're telling me I can't build a AR-15 lower out of some shit that I bought 
you know, some material, then you're saying that nobody can do that, and that's against the Constitution. So fuck your mom. Go go suck a dick. So for those folks who don't have a mom to fuck or a dick to suck, yeah. do you have any other advice for them? No, just do whatever the fuck you want. Hmm. Just Words do it. Wisdom. Do whatever the fuck you want. And just don't tell people about it. And just like, uh, you know, in our little community here, you just uh, protect you and your, your household. And we'll protect you too. That's what uh, GoFundMe type shit. Of course, we don't use GoFundMe anymore because, you know, they'll take it from you. But, you know, we'll donate to you in Bitcoin and shit. You know, so fuck, fuck your, and buy the dip, by the way, buy the fucking dip, buy the dip, buy the goddamn dip, dude, buy the dip and you'll be good for real dog. If you take one thing from this podcast, please let it be to buy the dip. No shit. We hit on the ruble. We hit that shit. I mean, I, I'm not trying to toot, toot a horn or nothing, but I call that fucking ruble bullshit. And uh, also, by the dip, I mean, that, that shit never fails. So, I'm not saying I'm a, a financial advisor, but I'm saying if you were using me as one, you'd be doing pretty fucking good. That's all I'm saying. I love it. I love it. So this is not to be construed as financial advice, but if it were, you would say buy the dip. What other advice do you have? What are some other things that we should buy? Um, what are some like videos we should watch? What are some books we should read? Well, um, For a New Liberty by Murray Rothbard. I think we've uh, talked about that on the last show, but uh, I had actually never read it, and it's one of the first ones you're supposed to read. And I, I guess I was like, "Oh, I've read that." Did but you I read hadn't. For Old Liberty first? I, I had never read it. Read that shit. That shit's good. That shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, what else? Lysander Spooner. Like I like to tell people, um, are you anti-slavery right now? So brave. You're so brave. Why don't you read somebody who was anti-slavery when it wasn't cool? And then come back and talk to me. And then Sort I, of an anti-slavery hipster. And then I... You know, sort of a sort of a hipster abolitionist. Throw them a little bit of Lysander Spooner, and they're like, "Wait, Lysander Spooner was against the Northern aggression on the Southern states? What? But he was the main guy for abolition. Uh, what? 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 And they're like, 
you got to read what he says to understand it. And if you read it, it's very simple. It's like slavery is legal because governments say it is and they make people subsidize the enforcement. So let's just stop doing that. And uh, we can all get along. I mean, it's just summarizing it, but he said it so eloquently. He said it in a lot more words than you did, though. He did, but it was just beautiful the way he said it. I wish more people would read him. He was uh, probably, I would say, just like as a visual, taking something in that somebody's describing that's happening in their own mind. That man did it better than anybody I've ever read. I can see his anger in color. That's how well he describes it. There are people who make a living on YouTube doing react videos, and I still can't quite understand what they're trying to get across. So, please read something he wrote. Anything. And and whether I agree with it or not, you'll understand what I'm saying. Where it, his, his soul was in his writing. Like I said, I, I could see color in his words. Even backwards, because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you also have synesthesia. Do I? This is not to be construed as medical advice. Absolutely not. We don't know what we're talking about. Speaking of not knowing what we're talking about, have you heard about the president? (laughs) (laughs) Are we still doing that? The full stop. <laughs> Are we still picking some old white guy to just be like the guy? We're still doing that. And it has gotten to the point where it's like, oh, the most popular guy in the old folks' home has lost it completely, but we're not willing to admit it. We're like, oh, he's not the pimp daddy anymore. He's dying. No, he's not. He's still got it. My grandma loves him. Dang. Well, my grandma loves me, and I shouldn't be running a country. Oh, yeah, fuck that. So, what we're going to talk about today is uh, not so much as self-defense incident but it is a self-defense incident in the fact that we want you to learn to defend yourself because of it but this whole black and white male female not male not female dick swinging not dick swinging BS to to 
separate us is not working and is working. And the places it is working is super low income places. And I want you to, if you are part of that, involved in that, I want you to look at this event, see it for what it is, and go, is this what I was fighting for? Is this my money well spent? Because what you've created is this. In Atlanta, at least. Because this isn't fucking like, oh, one time this happened. This is Atlanta. You know, you've been here. This is what it is. In the hood. So it, what, what we're talking about here is an incident that has been reviewed and recapped on probably a couple channels, but I think we're specifically going to look over the take from active self-protection. So John's take is going to be the one that we can follow along with here, and we'll leave that video in the show notes and description. But... Uh, if you just go to YouTube and find active self-protection, I think you'll uh, pull this up. But this video is called Security Guard Faces a Kobayashi Maru. Absolutely. And, and we don't want to hide anything. We're taking this from their channel. And thank God they're doing what they're doing. And I think that anybody listening to us who goes to this channel should probably subscribe because they do a lot of good work whether it's work that i agree with or not it's good work and and i do feel like everybody at this channel uh is doing it for a good reason and they believe in what they're doing so if all else just give them a chance so yeah, so let's follow along here and uh, see what we've got. Hi friends, welcome to today's lesson here at Active Self Protection. I'm your host as always, John Correa. Today's video comes to us from Atlanta, Georgia. I caution you on this one that it's not graphic at all, but it is chilling. The guy getting out of his truck here is working a second job as a security guard just to provide for his family. You see him get out of the car here, kind of look over to his left as he's going, and then he's just kind of gonna ignore those two guys. And you see the guy kind of walking up on him, and as he closes his door and is headed into the place he's gonna work, they don't actually show the actual time, but this guy walks up behind him, pulls a gun, and literally shoots him in the back of the head with no notice, no talk, or anything like that. Then he is going to rob this guy and just take everything off of him. Uh, the police did catch this guy. He has been arraigned for murder and a couple of counts of aggravated assault. Police say the motive was robbery and these guys didn't necessarily have any prior relationship or anything like that. They found this guy living in a homeless encampment in the vicinity of this. Now you watch, there was this guy who was watching that all that happened, didn't step in and then he just walks by, doesn't do a thing to help. 
Two more people come by. Now watch this guy. He's going to come over and literally loot the body. He is going to take something off the guy and the other dude's going to come over and they're going to split whatever it was they found. None of these people helped him, which is, I mean, just an egregious offense in my opinion. This one, of course, unfortunately, our guard did not make it. And, and as terrible as that is, that's where the video ends and we get to think about lessons. Our first and foremost lesson out of this one, friends, is to practice spiritual fitness every single day. This guy got up that day, went to his second job, just trying to provide for his family, certainly didn't think that it was going to be the last day of his life. So please hear me. Make sure that you've solved every conflict you can with your family. They know that you love them, that you have that, that part, that horizontal component of spiritual fitness well in hand, and make sure you and Jesus have a strong relationship. You may not get any warning that you will need it, but you will need it on that day. So please, friends, practice spiritual fitness. Now, of course, you gotta pay attention as well. And as we notice as he's getting out here, I do wanna note something. You notice that he does look in the direction of the guy who ends up taking his life. But I can't tell you if we actually saw something there, if we actually saw the guy, because so many times we'll kind of look, but our brain won't process it. It's just kind of part of what we're doing. It's, it's almost like a real life version of the kind of range haka scan and assess where you don't actually see anything. So as you are parking your vehicle, make sure you tell yourself, pay attention, see what's going on. Now, again, I don't know that it would have said, you know, that, oh, okay, this guy is absolutely gonna come and kill me in just a second but he would have just paid attention. Oh, that guy's walking my way. I wanna see what's going on with him or whatever. Instead, he gets really sucked into what was going on in his car. Then he closes the door and you can see him kind of looking over his shoulder a little bit, like he might be worried about that guy. Listen, if your creep alarm is going off, if that feeling in your gut that something's not right, listen to it. Never ignore that, that feeling in your gut that something isn't right. The reason that we don't want to do that is, is that that is your subconscious telling you something is wrong and investigate that. Turn around and, and again, at the very least, if he'd have seen the guy, he might have been able to do something to whether turn to him and just make eye contact, see what he's got going, because right here you can see he pulled the gun. So he had a, a moment there that he might, might maybe have been able to do something. Now, of course, that ambush from behind, shot in the back of the head, if you don't see it coming, there's literally nothing you're gonna do about that. There is no self-defense against an assassination attempt when it happens without your, you know, being able to see it coming. He had a chance, but by the time he turned around, it was over in that case. Now these last two, of course, are just morally reprehensible. This guy sees a murder happen right in front of him and he literally just lets the guy walk away and then just walks away himself, doesn't call 911, doesn't do anything, at least call the cops, at least do something. And of course, this guy coming in here and looting the body is just absolutely morally reprehensible. I will say this, you can't expect anybody to come to your aid. You can't expect anybody to, to do anything for you in terms of self-defense. They didn't help in any way. And unfortunately, that has to be our expectations. If it's better than that and somebody actually does help, well then great. But this is what we have to expect instead. We can only be the ones who are the primary agents in our own rescue. We must do the things that are required to cover our ASP. I think they, they hit it nail on the head with it's up to us, right, to defend ourselves. So asking permission to hold a firearm is no longer a valid thing to do. Hold a firearm. Protect you and your family. Asking permission to have a magazine that holds... 10 or more rounds no longer valid point 
it is my job to protect mine and my family, not yours. I know this is incredibly cliche, mm-hmm. but it's cliche for a reason. If you outlaw guns, only outlaws have guns. See, Spanish for yes. And it definitely didn't strike me as a legally acquired firearm that ended that man's life. That guy, you didn't feel like he was like, oh, let me check. See if I'm allowed to kill him with this first. You know, I didn't even think about that. Him killing that other man also was against the law. Oh, man. So even if the gun was legal, the fact that he used it to kill the guy would have made it illegal anyway? I guess so. But only illegal to the state, so you wouldn't have had to pay any money. It's just, just time, right? Yeah, he wouldn't have had to do right by the person he killed. Just, just not be free and do state stuff, right? Well, the person he killed might have an estate and that estate would then be distributed to his heirs and his heirs would have to pay taxes in order to acquire the estate. And if they can't pay the taxes, they have to give the estate to the state. It's very statey. But even beyond that, they would also have to pay taxes for the housing of the person who killed that man because our tax dollars are providing accommodations for that person. So it's not only reparations that they're not getting, they in fact are then having to pay to take care of that man. And then when you go to hear one of the so-called representatives of the low income, your Jesse Jacksons and whatnot, they go, we need more cops. Which, what is that? It's more people from suburbia coming in to police the inner cities. They don't trust those people. They don't want those people there. And you're getting violence. Violence that you're creating out of thin air. Doesn't need to happen. Now, to play devil's advocate just a bit, does arming more people not just create more violence? The fighting fire with fire, two negatives don't make a positive sort of argument. Does that apply here? I don't believe it does. But if it does, it's still morally okay. So the idea is it doesn't really matter the amount of violence. It's more just equal access to it. Yeah. I mean, technically, yes. What I'm saying is, is that you cannot 
force this violence upon somebody unwillingly and and fuck off if you do basically is what I'm saying I, I don't I don't know how else to really say it except that um, no bad good boy good I, I it's that simple it's there's there's evil and there's not evil there's control and there's not control now if we were to go to the other extreme are there not ways that we could look at pulling more weapons off of the streets because if you if you followed that video i think he mentioned that this guy was arrested and he was found at a homeless encampment so this homeless gentleman had a gun what does it look like if we ensure that he never got that gun most likely it would look like uh, he has a gun that we didn't allow him to have so your your point stands that yes he had a gun because he could have had that legally but let's say he had it illegally yes there was nothing really stopping him but I think there's a difference between I like saying that he had it legally because then you're you're moving all the way to the point that it's still illegal to shoot somebody like if he did everything legal up to the point that he shot an innocent person he still broke the law. He didn't give a shit that he was about to do it. But that is sort of the argument for a gun-free society. Is it? Well, there is a difference between guns being illegal and Guns, guns being illegal with a great amount of enforcement, right? Uh-huh. Because enforcement of the law I means the worst of the worst, Adam, being the wait. people enforcing the law. I'm just saying, like, train cars being filled with people exist because you're the guys who have the guns. And then you have like bad things happening to people because people have guns and you got like, oh, a few people I disagree with have guns. Those are, that's two different situations. Yeah, but there are some societies who are completely free of them, right? Like look at the UK. I think they have some very specialized forces that have them but for the most part your street cops they don't even carry them yeah it's terrible terrible so people are getting stabbed people are getting people are still dying violent deaths but that's the argument though is that yes someone might be getting stabbed but isn't that all that much more chance at life. That guy who got shot in the back of the head stood 
no chance of surviving. Someone who gets stabbed. In the back of the head. In the back of the head has a far more likely chance Mm, of living. Maybe. I, I would not necessarily say that. I'm just saying, like, it's not a thing. It doesn't... Uh, living is not necessarily proven by you not getting stabbed in the back of the head. And secondly, living is is different than being alive. Living is choosing you know, how to live your life, what to do and when to do that and how to procreate and how to love your children and where they go to school and all these things. But life, it means that you could just be told how to do all those things and be a slave and die a slave. And and a compliant slave at that and never have done shit. It's been a bitch the whole time. Would you rather be a raging slave or a complacent person who wasted their freedom? I'll be a slave in rage because that complacent person was always a slave. 